0: Betches Media presents
1: Ha ha, laugh, funny
0: Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast
1: We don't say that, but now we said it
0: With me, Dylan Hafer we'll
1: go check,
0: me, Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast It is Monday, it's a new week, it's a new day We have lots to discuss And so I am very happy to have with me in the studio A good friend of mine and a fellow uh, Bravo event attendee we're we're on the circuit together my partner in crime gibson johns hello gibson hi we're
2: bravo socialites <laughs> we're the tins <laughs> kind, mortimers of the bravo kind party circuit of
0: you know it's very like <laughs> rony season one vibes very. Where it's like, well you know we we're, we're at the galas we're at the parties the kodak event <laughs> where's where the social register um, it's, it's right here. It is. It is. <laughs>
2: How are you doing? How are you,
0: uh, existing in this time of
2: bravo i good. I feel like I was really overwhelmed like two or three weeks ago. And now I'm like, we're saying goodbye. To some, we're starting to say goodbye to some of the yeah. shows kind of. And I'm like, okay with that. You know, I feel like I could, I feel like it was like a game to try to, catch up on everything and mm-hmm. now I'm like okay I feel a little bit more settled in it
0: right I don't have to be like wow I'm four episodes behind on winter house is that bad right right <laughs> because exactly
2: because it wasn't bad. because <laughs> right, right, right. the
0: show wasn't that good and no. now it's over
2: so we don't have to think about it mm-hmm. anymore we're, um, we're done with girls trip like we're getting into some of the reunions, some of the shows like I'm feeling a little bit more like okay this is yes the
0: yes it's like I'm so excited for the Salt Lake City reunion but at the same time like I think it's it's, it's time. good, and I mean, I think they're going to be filming like next week at this rate. So I'm so curious
2: what they're what they're <sighs> going to do about that. I know, <laughs> like it's like you either take like a like more than a beat or you like rush back in again, right?
0: I th- yeah. I I mean, I don't know from uh f- just from like a looking at the calendar standpoint. Oh, I yeah. feel like if they have a show that can go back into production very quickly, it's not in their best interest to wait because it's like... I completely agree. Who knows when, like, say, Atlanta
2: might be filming again. Atlanta, <laughs> New
0: York, yeah. I know. I'm so surprised that the New York girls didn't start filming in the fall. Really that surprised. seems like it must be, I
2: think it's a probably Jenna lion sized hole hole-in-the-cast kind of situation. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Uh,
0: well, before we get into yeah. some more interesting things, I do just want to note that Vanderpump Rules is not an Emmy-winning show, unfortunately. It lost both its categories to Welcome to Wrexham, which, if you aren't aware, is the uh, soccer, a.k.a. football show with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Mm. Pour one out. <laughs> Raise your glasses high and then pour one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and be, like, that despondent about Vanderpump Rules not winning an Emmy. But I, I do think it's interesting just to, like, note the fact that this is the closest like a real like bravo bravo show has gotten to award recognition it's yeah. not top chef it's not below deck like a like housewife spinoff got yeah. emmy nominations and it, it, they
2: we we say all the time as like fans and fan accounts and things like that that like give the editing an emmy give but like this yeah. is like an actual like moment where they could have gotten an emmy and like it's the the because it really is an art i truly think that very mm-hmm. seriously and like it was being recognized in a serious way and that's, that's even though they didn't come home with the statue like I think that they should be happy to like even just get that recognition because who knows like what sort of doors that open for like yeah for like the Salt Lake City finale or something like that I'm just glad know? they didn't lose to Selling Sunset that would have felt <laughs> like a slap been in the that insulting
0: face. 100% <laughs> like they didn't even sell the houses <laughs> and like yeah totally <laughs> like we're not pretending that Emma's empanadas were better than <laughs> is the cinematography on Selling Sunset sometimes breathtaking yes <sighs> yeah actually one of the categories is the was storytelling like, Outstanding, no. like
2: picture editing. I'm like, maybe Sally's. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, gonna- <laughs> totally. The cinematography, you guys. But yeah, it's it's not as good of a show. So I haven't watched the Ryan Reynolds show, but.
0: <laughs> I watched the first few episodes, but they're long seasons. Mm. They've done two seasons so far, and the first was like 18 episodes long. I'm no, like, 18? Yeah. Girl. It's a good <laughs> time for that. <laughs> um, okay. Over the weekend, though, also, we had some troubles taking place in the Real House of Orange County mm-hmm. universe. The Trace of Migos are no more. Vicky Shock Vicky and whatever. Shannon are hitting the road together across across America. And now Tamara is doing her own thing. She she posted. At first, she just posted a picture of herself and said Uno. Uno. And I was like, oh, that's badass. Right. She's like, one amiga. And then she goes. We get the same reaction. She goes, Dose, a picture of Teddy. And then she goes, Trace, a picture of Emily Simpson. And now they're <laughs> doing a live show together. I'm like. Which is so random. Like I have I have come to a point where the the Tamara and Teddy thing doesn't phase me. We accept it. I'm like it. we get totally. it. Totally. Exactly.
2: People like it. They're popular. It's not for me, but I'll tap in when I when I feel <laughs> right, like, I like
0: should. Right. Like the two T's have have stuck around. They've earned their spot. They're mm-hmm. not like some, you know, Housewives podcast that they do for it's six weeks last. and they're exactly. sick of.
2: What does Emily Simpson have to do with anything? I would love to know. And maybe that's a clue for where things stand in like the group, you know. next season you know like maybe tamra and emily have really hit it off since the reunion i don't know like i don't even remember like were they really good friends on that they weren't really good friends on this season they got Mm. a little closer (laughs) like does it does it tell us something about like where gina stands in at all like why is emily being roped into this
0: yeah i feel like tamra coming back on oc was in a little bit of a season of like exploring her bonds with the women in the cast, obviously she had some stuff to work on with Shannon that seemed to be going better and now obviously is going much worse. Um, You know, she had stuff with Heather that was kind of a little bit bumpy, Mm -hmm. but it, it it didn't feel like she came out of that season as like, besties with Emily Definitely so it does not. seem like a little bit of a jump but obviously stuff has transpired
2: since we last
0: yeah. saw the Orange County cast. Yeah, and
2: Tamara's also really savvy and she I mean I think Emily generally speaking kind of won a lot of fans this season, you know? Yeah. Like she she became maybe not the fan favorite but like fans like latched on to her in a way that they hadn't before. So I think Tamara's also probably recognizing that cuz she she pays attention to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think I mean ev- for the most part Everybody with the exception of maybe Shannon had a pretty good season on Orange County because Mm -hmm. it was sort of a rising tide with Salt Boat situation. But like Emily and Gina are not like the new girls on Mm -hmm. OC anymore. Not everybody is gonna love them, but like aligning yourself with somebody
2: like Emily is actually a pretty decent bet at this point. I totally agree. I totally agree. (sighs) They need to
0: get filming. I (laughs) think they need to get
2: filming. There's so much going on, and I'm so curious, and I'm I'm curious why they haven't started filming.
0: Yeah, I don't know Is it the holidays? there was so much going on. Like when Taylor announced her departure, yeah. I sort of assumed like, okay, the first group event's
2: gonna be like tomorrow. I'm wondering if they hit a snag with like contracts Alexis or... or something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I wonder if it's like Alexis. We're bringing you on as a friend, and she's like, well, now I'm dating John Fucking Dancing. Like, you're gonna bump me right, up to an exactly. orange. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's just total speculation. But I'm like, what could? Because usually, the a t- an announcement like Taylor's comes right right before they jump. Right. Back like in.
0: contracts have been in the mail.
2: Yes. And That was early December, right? Like that was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. So yeah. interesting. Please,
0: please just let let OC <laughs> not go off
2: the rails this season, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Trace Amigas no more. Yeah, it's uh, it's like cyclical. It's like clockwork, you exactly. know. Like it, that's, and I don't think it's that calculated. And like, okay, we gotta like, but it's like they know that it's probably gonna loop back around in a year. Yeah, or two.
0: it is interesting. So oh, I feel like the the vibe on social media. At least coming from Tamra is a little more scorched earth Definitely. than maybe it's been in the past. Where I agree, she I think it was really not- notable that she tweeted a reference to January sixth not being a good day for Vicky mm-hmm. because that was sort of the the singular thing that Vicky was the most offended by that Teddy had said about her mm-hmm. was where was she on January sixth? She brought this up at BravoCon. They did not squash their beef. It does feel like Tamara is kind of burning the bridge versus just, like, we're not good right
2: now. Yeah, I think you're right. She hit her where it hurt. Yeah. she knows it hurt.
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess if Vicky gave this ultimatum about not coming back to the show as anything but a full-time housewife, like, if Vicky's off the show forever, then... I don't, I don't, there's Why? never going to be a storyline incentive nothing for in it Tamara. For Tamra. To, I mean,
2: yeah, the only incentive for Tamra is, like, making money on a Trace Amiga's tour. You know what I mean? Like, that's, was, like, what it is. She she is cutting say, off that, that kind of source of revenue.
0: I was going to say the only incentive is, like, human connection with
2: what <laughs> she cares about, but that's naive. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I don't think that factors into
0: the equation for
2: Tamra Judge too much. I know. But then you wonder, on the flip side, what Shannon's thinking, right? Is Yeah. Is, is it because of just the genuine human connection that you just brought up? Or is it, like... Shannon's kind of going all in, all in on trying to get Vicky a spot on the show. I don't know. Yeah. And then now that
0: they're on such bad terms, apparently, like, is Tamra going to be BFFs with Alexis this season? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're careening toward? And then Shannon's just going to be, like,
2: in shambles at every event? Right. And then, then maybe they need to give Shannon Vicky. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe, maybe Vicky was told... You're, there's no spot for you because the Trace Amigas were in a good spot but now there's all this drama so maybe there is a spot I don't know I'm talking in circles okay, can we but, get you know,
0: evolution <laughs> on the phone
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: where are the cameras <laughs>
2: literally uh
1: Shape your life with Honey Love.
0: The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal T-Shirts. I love a black T-Shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50 percent modal it's lightweight it's breathable it has a little stretch to it but it looks so put together i also just stocked up on more of my favorite quince socks because let's be honest i am at the point in my life where i don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them i'm getting the quince ones that are going to last me a long time they're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100 european linen shirts from 30 dollars performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear and the best part all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com/mention for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q U I N C E.com/mention to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash mention. Okay, so I feel like OC, oh, it's safe to say there's a lot there's of like, interest momentum going mm-hmm. into filming for this season. Uh something with less momentum, I think it's safe to say, was Girls Trip this yes. season. The yeah. Rony Legacy trip to St. Bart's. It was six episodes. One one episode less than each prior season of Girls Trip. I checked because I was like, that felt quick. I don't know what happened in the edit for this show, but it seemed to me like they cut a whole day out Mm. of the trip. And the ending of episode six, which was the finale, felt very abrupt. There was no kind of like saying goodbye to St. Barts. And for something that was framed as this kind of like one-off reunion of this iconic cast that you know everybody wants more of,
2: it just kind of like, it, it went out with a whimper, not a bang. I agree. And I, and it's, to me it started strong. I watched those mm-hmm. first three episodes and I was like, yes, like mm-hmm. the girls are back, they're kind of up to their old tricks. You know, we're talking about on pause and Kristen's kind of a nice revelation to come back. Kelly is has not really changed much, but I agree. Like then the with each subsequent week it was sort of like, okay. You know, and I, and I Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not like a I'm so glad we got the season. Mm-hmm. Um But I totally agree the ending was a little bit lackluster. And like there was one, I think the penultimate episode, like nothing really happened. You know what I mean? It was just sort of like drama free. Yeah, it was. That was the
0: episode where I think the big drama was Kristen's toenail. Yeah. And they showed it way too much. (laughs) And then in the final episode, we got a long time of them doing this water a long exercise thing where.
2: Drone footage and everything.
0: (laughs) I was like, that was like a fun thing to to hear sonia talking about how like hers is the only butthole that was <laughs> clenched. but like it did feel like the last for the first four episodes let's say like even if the drama was maybe going in circles a little bit or felt a little bit repetitive there was stuff happening and yeah. then the last couple episodes it was like oh we we kind of just right. ran out of stuff and this, i think
2: that you know at the end of the day it speaks to the fact that Bravo made the right decision when mm-hmm. it came to New York and these group of this group of women. Would I watch a trip like this once a year? Yeah, probably for five or six episodes. And but it's clear that like, you know, there aren't enough new dynamics at play with our ogs of New York that would fill out fourteen or fifteen episodes of a of a regular season.
0: Yeah, I think because like like with the show like Orange County, there have been people that have stayed on the show for a really long time, but mm-hmm. there's been enough enough new energy within the cast that even the people that have been there a long time sort of have to, right. you know, get with the program and switch things up a little bit. Whereas I think with Rony, like, it just felt like, you know, by season 13, you had gotten to this point where it was like, okay, we're watching the same movie over yeah. and over again. And right. this trip was kind of, it kind of was a reminder of that. that. I think sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. And 100%. it's like- Okay, yeah. This I'm I'm glad we got to see them all. I think there is definitely potential for some of them to do other things mm-hmm. or to be with other people. But it's like we don't really need the the Luann and Sonia and Ramona and Durinda show again.
2: No, I know it's and it's and it's sad to admit it. You know, it's right. like it's. I almost <laughs> feel bad admitting it, but like that is kind of to me like kind of the objective takeaway from the end of that season.
0: A what do you think about, about Kristen's potential future on Bravo? She lives in LA now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are, you know, a couple different shows happening in that yeah. neck of the woods. Do, is she somebody that you would like to see
2: in a more permanent capacity or maybe on a different girls' trip? Uh, that's a, that's an interesting question. I don't see her on Beverly Hills. I don't think that's, yeah. that would ever work. OC, like, I guess, like, potentially, I... It's hard because she – I really liked her on this season, and, mm-hmm. but she was kind of stuck with, like, rehashing old things from years ago when, honestly, she didn't make as good an impression back then as she did now. Yeah. But – so I guess it does give me, you know, some sort of, like, hope that she could work on another show. I would like to – I just I, – I would like to share with a different group of women. That's what it is, I yeah. think. And, But I don't know if I need her for 15 episodes. I, maybe another girl's trip. I think she – I'm sort of thinking of when Taylor
0: Armstrong was on the Mm, Berkshire season of Girls Trip, where it was somebody that we hadn't heard from or really thought much about in a long time and Mm -hmm. sort of, where are you now? And Taylor, I think, really thrived on that season. I think Kristen, under the circumstances on this season, kind of thrived as much as someone could in that role. Uh, You know, she weathered Kelly, calling her a fan and a narrator and a... (laughs) And <laughs> author, <Right. laughs> I don't know. like she was throwing a lot of Literally. terms. Um, but yeah, no, she it kind of reminds me. I a couple years ago, there were like some rumblings that, uh, from Ladies of London, Marissa Hermer, who lives yes. in LA now, was like totally. in the mix for Beverly Hills. And it was like, I mean, I guess the hot dog queen, <laughs> but it's she's one of those people where it's like. It's not that she gives you nothing, but no. it's not
2: – she's also not somebody that I'm like, oh, she would slay on Beverly Hills. Right. She sort of would play probably a similar role to like an Eileen Davidson, but she's like less glamorous and she's or not a like Crystal actress. a little bit, yeah, that kind Crystal, of energy. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of like uh, – I guess I could see it, yeah. but it's sort of – there's like a lack of – like to me, Beverly Hills are just like sort of this group of like giants in terms of just like their presences. And I don't really get that from Kristen or Marissa, but like – I think on OC there is a place for a personality or like a presence like that. Yeah, it's a little bit of like Megan King yeah, energy, totally. And I do think Kristen handled herself really well, and she she very she's pretty good at TV. She's mm-hmm. pretty good at like the confessionals, and and she, she stands out for herself, and she yeah. asks the questions at the t- at the dinner table. So she has it in her. I actually, yeah, and I think that
0: she was doing, she was playing an important role of that like slightly outside person. Mm-hmm. Who knows enough about what's going on to kind of know the the buttons to push mm-hmm. and the questions to ask? And as much as Kelly was, you know,
2: annoyed at
0: Kristen playing that role, like I think the show would be so boring. She gave her, it. she
2: gave her something to play off of yeah. Kelly and Kristen. And I think that actually one of the things the show is missing was like just an extra one of those. Mm another one of the one season, one or two seasons. Yeah. Was it, people.
0: you or somebody, somebody said online that I thought was like a, a great idea it was like, if Aviva had shown up halfway through that trip, it would have been that like me, but that's
2: like, that would have been fantastic. something like that yes. would have been, they needed like an exciting. X, they needed like another X factor in there. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, okay, I would watch another season if they did promise, promise, yeah. us, uh, promise us like another returning face. That's unexpected. Yeah. Um, but I, Ultimately, like Kristen, you know, up in the dining area for her neon party alone for like an hour before they were all coming down. Like that's sort of indicative of sort of how I felt she kind of was operating on this show sometimes. Yeah. Sort of like on an island, like with nothing to do.
0: Right. That it, And especially being she mentioned a few times the only married woman in the group that it's like. She'd like to mention that. OK,
2: so you're inviting 40
0: single guys to the house <laughs> and I'm just like. Floating around, and I'm the, one, the <laughs> one who could like engage
2: in like a regular social way, like, even though I am right, married. Like,
0: Sonia's wasted. Dorinda's like in, in the, the pool.
2: pool.
0: <laughs> and Kristen's like, okay, so I'm just making small talk with these like 28
2: year old guys, <laughs> right, that live in right. Saint Bart. Oh my god, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It just it dragged. It,
0: it, seeing like this guy go up to Kelly and be like, oh yes, I was a, the waiter at the place, and she's like. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of another show that is unfortunately I think dragging a little bit this season. Potomac came back mm-hmm. this weekend from a double holiday break. Yeah. They were off two Sundays in a row, so it's been 3 weeks since the last episode of Potomac. And I think that for a season that already feels like it's struggling to to get the wind in the sails, god, it felt when I saw like a clip from last night's episode before it aired, and it was like, still in Austin, they're mm-hmm. doing blah, blah, blah. I'm like,
2: still in Austin? <laughs> it's the fourth episode, but because of that extended break, it feels like it's been two months. They've been and, there for six weeks. And they aired against the Golden Globes. Like, they just, it's not working for them this season, unfortunately. And I will say, this episode, I actually enjoyed myself watching more mm-hmm. than past episodes because it was more fun. Like, they were, la- like, they made me laugh during the weird painting thing yeah. they made me laugh during the drag show and that to me is what has been missing from Atomic, which is the humor but like <laughs> it still feels like we're beating the same dead horse about yeah. you know everything basically
0: yeah it's tough because I I mm-hmm. like seeing them have those moments of levity where everybody is just kind of on the same page of like we're doing a fun activity yeah. especially I think Karen is sort of the one person in the group that the everybody can and mm-hmm be happy about mm-hmm. right now. Even I love Karen being like, Robin, I would love to get to know you better. It's like, <laughs> babe, <laughs> it's season eight. <laughs> it's been a decade. But I. it does feel like they haven't this season been able to balance those rare moments yeah. of fun with light shade and fun drama and like interesting dynamics. It just feels like it's either going to be fun or it's going to be Giselle Miserable. being like, Fuck Candace, fuck Wendy. No, never, we're never getting
2: back together. And it's like, that, you,
0: you gotta give us, you gotta,
2: you I know, gotta give us like a, an inch of something and to it's, work and with. And it's so frustrating because to me, it's not just Giselle. It's like, it, it's like back and forth, like every which way. It's like, you know, Candace is kind of refusing to engage with Robin and Giselle, and Giselle, vice versa. And then Wendy is in there too, and then Wendy with NECA. And it's like, there's all these like stalemate, basically, relationships. Mm-hmm. And so again, we're left with, Karen and also Ashley, who I think is still kind of willing to mix it up. Like we saw in this past episode where she like she refused to not get in Candace's car, even (laughs) though the car ride was silent. To me, that spoke to Ashley's willingness to at least like try to make something work. And so it's sort of like everyone else is not really playing the game in the way that they're supposed to be playing it.
0: Right. Ashley is doing is doing the necessary thing of like, even if we're not going to make up right now or have some heart to heart or be able to. Joke with each other.
2: I'm not going to be the one who's making it impossible for us to coexist. Yeah, I know that she gets she gets a lot of criticism online, and some of it is justified. But I also think that that gets lost, and that like she is really good at her job in that way, and she always has been, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Like, yeah, there's like things that she avoids, kind of skates around talking about, and things like that. But ultimately, in terms of being a housewife, and like in terms of the group dynamic, I think that she's still doing what. Her, her, some of her co-stars are not willing to do. It's it's
0: funny because this season of Potomac, I think most people would agree, is probably the weakest season they've had. Yeah, and so there's been more talk about is this finally going to be the year when this foursome of mm-hmm. OGs that's been so, you know steadfast on this show is is it time to shake that up a little bit and I think I've seen like every possible iteration yes. of like I think this is Ashley's last season or like they've got to get rid of Giselle and Robin or like get, like the grand dame, time to. it's like nobody can agree to people feel so strongly but nobody feels strongly in the same direction of like what change is totally needed, which makes it really hard to predict like obviously I mean this was only the eighth episode of their season, so we're we, like halfway through. We have a while to go. So mm-hmm. it's not like people are going to be, you know, getting fired tomorrow. but it it is interesting to even think about, like
2: how how would they make a change? I know, and it's one of those. I think you bring that like you're right. Every kind of solution, quote unquote, has been brought up. And to me, it speaks to the fact there is no clear solution. I feel like a lot of the times in these situations where it's like, okay, they can just pluck out X, Y, z person. and yeah. like that's the clear answer kind of objectively. But in this case, it's like, you know, you can take out Robin and Wendy and then you clear up two spots or and NECA probably. But like then it's like you still have Giselle and Candace who refuse mm-hmm. to engage with one another. But maybe coexisting is enough for them. I don't know. It's, it's, it's this weird thing. And, you know, I think I've always sort of lauded the show for having four OGs for so long. It's this record. It's like, yeah, it's, I think they should be proud of it. It's really impressive. It speaks to the original casting of the show. All these things and their willingness to mix it up over the years. But like, it makes me also think of like Salt Lake City where we have the sort of core four again and it's been four seasons for them. Just keeping four original people around for eight seasons, is that almost like too long to keep them around? Because now they're kind of all operating under this like, they have a lot of, they have power and they can be like, I'm not filming with that person. And But if they're all saying that, you know what I mean? It's sort of like this, it's an interesting thing that has never happened before on Housewives.
0: Yeah, and I think, Salt Lake obviously is the the obvious comparison with the, the kind yeah. of core four that we have right now and seeing them, you know, they've been on the show half as long mm-hmm. as Potomac. Seeing what happened in the finale of that show, it was this kind of rare moment where something outside the four of them mm-hmm. happened to make them all be on the same page in that situation. But then if you take Monica out of that equation, and then next season it goes back to, you know, Heather being mad that Lisa is not, right, you know, nice enough to her, and Whitney feeling like there's weirdness from her
2: and Heather. It's like, okay, then we're right back to exactly where we were, and you know, and that's why you can't really just take like Wendy and Candace out of the equation because, like, you know, I think especially Candace, like, she's kind of really solidified herself as sort of part of the DNA of the show as well, Mm -hmm. and. You know, again, if you take her out, I, th- I bet you those four OGs would be so down to just be like, all right, goodbye, Candace and Wendy. But like, that's not what's going to happen. And there's no way.
0: Yeah, it's it, it is strange because they haven't, aside from Monique leaving, mm-hmm. they really haven't lost a lot of cast members. No, I mean, like right. Katie is on her own journey. Charisse is it's still like in kind the picture sometimes. Around. But like there it's. Mm-hmm. Potomac has never really had this, I, this vibe of like, oh, we bring in someone new. If they don't work, we get rid of them. It's like Candace, Wendy have both really... And just, Mia. And Mia now yeah. in her third season. Mm-hmm. And it does feel, especially because their cast this season is so large that it's like to to make a, a change that felt like an actual shift in the direction of the show, you're probably looking at getting rid of like three people. I know. And I, it know. Ca- I don't think it can just be Candace... NECA and you know it, you can't kind of say like oh we'll just get rid of the no, three like newest not. ones but it you also Wendy Mia right. NECA but like, you
2: also can't really get rid of like Rob and Giselle and Ashley because like they mix it up to it. like you, I think you can get yes. rid of like one or two of them maybe but like yeah. it's just hard to envision a, a Real Housewives of Potomac without I know at least two of those G's you know, know what I mean it's, it's so, a really it's a really yeah. wild thing to think about it's like it's it so in strange some ways. that it's because we've just never we've never seen that <clears throat> show they've never done a big mix up they never yeah. have. And it's, it's, it's also like, it's a, you know, Real Housewives of Tomek is de facto Real Housewives of DC, you know, in terms of like where they cast from. So like, there's a wide net for them to have. That's all of Maryland, DC, and (laughs) Virginia. There's a lot of women out there that could be on this show. So it makes me excited for what a a season nine could be because it would be, I think, you know, we're inevitably going to get some sort of refresh, you know, it's either it's half or whatever, but I'm excited for a fresh new Potomac. I just, it's it's going to be kind of a different show than what we've been watching for the past seven or eight years. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, I think we've taken it for granted a lot yeah. of the time, the consistency. It's going to feel like
2: the New York reboot, I think, in, in some ways. If it's, Yeah. Yeah, because we're just so used to watching the same people. I'm stressed. I know, I'm stressed about it too, because I really genuinely, there's things to like and dislike, I think, about all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I and it's it's hard to like, get out of the group, think of all the online conversation around it because that that leans like very much in one direction um but i think that sometimes it gets lost that like okay would the show really work with out giselle and robin and ashley and Mm -hmm. it just like you know karen candace wendy and like whoever else i don't know what that looks like
0: randomly i feel like this season is giving me more appreciation for mia than i've had in the past i totally agree because she sort of is existing on a separate plane from the drama, from from the the feuds that feel really just kind of stuck in the mud. Yes. I feel like Mia is on her own journey that is low-key quite interesting. I agree. And I don't know exactly what's happening. She's posting with a ring. Like, I, I, yeah. like, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, even at their BravoCon panel, she went from saying that she was, like, single, basically, at the beginning, to then, like, <laughs> referencing her man. And it's
2: like... She is an enigma.
0: Mia, baby, what's, what's the status? She's definitely
2: an enigma. And like, the I agree. She's like, she's she actually, I'm not giving her enough credit. She is mixing it up a good amount. But I just wish she wouldn't like follow Giselle Robin and Ashley out of the room every time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wish that like she would stay at the table like once in a while to like show right. that she's still connected to the other women.
0: She yeah. doesn't do that very often. She doesn't really, it feels like she doesn't. She doesn't like exist on her own no. that much on the show. Like when obviously the stuff that's going on with her and Gordon is a personal storyline, and I'm I'm and
2: maybe interested that, maybe in Maybe how that plays out will sort of give her that moment.
0: Yeah, but. but it doesn't feel like like if we just like started a scene, started an episode with like Mia waiting at a restaurant for somebody to meet her for lunch, it would kind of we be like, oh, weird. this is weird. Right. <laughs> Whereas like right. if you look at Say Salt Lake just because we're talking about it, it's like, oh yeah, like any of those women, I feel like are kind of like equal participants
2: in the pie. Yeah, and it's I don't know what it really speaks to, whether it's <laughs> like because <laughs> to me, like Mia, like has some like star quality. Like she's like she's she makes me laugh unintentionally and intentionally, yeah. which is an equality that I really like in a housewife. But I think maybe it's because sometimes. I think this season's it's been a little different, but in the past you kind of feel you kind of felt like she wasn't being totally upfront and totally honest oh, about yeah, yeah what was going on. So that I think is sometimes my blockage with her. But I hope that that I think with this Gordon stuff, she has an opportunity to really be fully honest and like right. be really upfront about everything that's going on in her life. Right, like she could have sort of like a phoenix rising from the ashes a kind of and she could line. totally win me over. And yeah. not that I'm against her. I just I haven't been won over yet. Right.
0: It, and it's never, I think because those OGs are so strong, it's never felt like her show at no. all. No, 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 no. And even like on Salt Lake this season, I feel like by the end of the season, it really felt like Monica and Angie, shocker of the century that I'm saying this about Angie, that like. I was just as interested in seeing Angie's reaction to stuff as I was like right. Meredith and Lisa. No, that's and, that's and a Heather. good
2: parallel because it's sort of like in some ways Mia and Angie have both sort of operated under this like this is how Housewives are supposed to right. They've studied the playbook and they they right. do. Right, like she they she they bought try the to big sunglasses moment. exactly, and, and, and she and, packed and Mia, the Fendi whatever. And Mia brought the what she bring to the last reunion? Like was it? was a poster board or something? She, she did something. <laughs> and I'm like, sort of like, okay, she's, she kind of has done the same handbook yes. that, that Angie is, is playing by. But I think by the end, she has an opportunity to have an Angie moment where it's like, wait, we kind of like her. Wait, like she's yeah. kind of iconic. Splash refreshers are the
0: delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again. And again, when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful, I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. whether it's in the spring, any other time of year, and it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. The Angie 180 that I feel like we've Impressive. collectively done this season, it's kind of wild. Really wild. And I don't know when it
2: happened. I don't,
0: no, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was slow. I think it was, I think actually one of the moments that I think really people responded to was at... um Whitney's jewelry party with the sound bath when right. Lisa and Monica were fighting and Angie was stuck in the middle in that <laughs> in the blue Mouglare bodysuit which we need to ban from Burn
2: Housewives.
0: <laughs> Wendy in the
2: it's the same <laughs> in, one, yeah.
0: but like when she's like, actually, Monica, that's really <laughs> that's really offensive because I'm older than Lisa and also I'm trying to enjoy the sound bowl. <laughs> like it was when yeah, that she, was a good moment. It was when she kind of seemed like she was just as like in the thick of it as the rest of them because i think coming in like salt lake has had trouble casting women who really feel like they gel with Mm -hmm. that group and like i honestly believe that angie she like it feels like she belongs there just as
2: much as the rest of them totally and it's yeah there are a lot of parallels between salt lake and and potomac now that we're talking about it and i don't know i don't again maybe maybe i think it is kind of maybe a casting thing i don't know it's like Sometimes in these more suburban places, it's like, you, like Jersey. There was a couple of years where they had trouble casting. Now yes. they're in a, on a roll, but right? Like,
0: until until Rachel and Danielle and Jen yeah. Fessler last season, they had had a few years where like they the were just same kind of false people. starts, yeah. totally.
2: And so I think that there's something to be said about sort of the actual location impacting <laughs> some of these actual dynamics. But um, yeah, I don't know i I don't know what the answer is for Potomac. I hope we don't have to say goodbye to too many of the OGs. Like maybe it's like we say goodbye to some people and then some, the produ- the production companies has like really hard conversations with some of them being like it's you either engage with each other or you're out. You know what I mean? I'm Yeah, I am a fan of sometimes like taking off the reality
0: hat and putting on the like, you know, conductor hat and yeah. being like, look, this was tough to watch. And Giselle, you are, you are an important part of this cast mm-hmm. and we, we would like to keep you around, but like, you're, you're going
2: to have to speak to Candace. You're not the show. Right. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like the Jax Taylor sit down. <laughs> it's like, it's not your show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, yeah, there's just so many stalemates. It's, it's crazy. Like, like in last night's episode, it was Candace and Robin and like kind of mutually Candace was like, I'm not talking about that. Robin was like, okay, I'm getting out from the table. And it's just oh my God, Robin like,
0: storming off from the table like two different times I on know. the Austin trip. It's like, we, we get I it. I know, <laughs> we get it. And then
2: she FaceTimes one and like Candace has trouble, still has trouble owning up for like her reckless words online. And yeah. it goes both ways, but like.
0: <sighs> well, it's tough also because as much as I'm not, on board with how robin has handled things i also don't really want to listen to Juan yelling at her on the phone definitely not <laughs> for like oh having God. a feeling
2: please i mean he he has really says, robin
0: why are you, why are you making it
2: difficult <laughs> robin had... <laughs> robin had the opportunity this season to have kind of a great season yeah. she had the storyline she had the thing people wanted to hear about and i think that she at the beginning was kind of game to to have those conversations, but Juan kind of set her up to fail. Yeah. And it's really disappointing because, I mean, we've seen him talk to her over the years in disappointing ways, but like this year, especially it's like, Jesus, like that phone call that they had when she was in her hotel room in Austin. And it just, again, she, he doesn't think of this as like, she's, bringing in a lot of money for their household. and, and right. you know, She's in her eighth season at housewife. She's making some good money. Mm-hmm. And this could have been locking her down for a couple more seasons if they had really engaged in this. But you right. like, can't recognize that for some reason. Right. Like seeing the way that you know
0: some husbands are able to sort of like grin and bear it exactly. a little bit when it benefits the storyline on the show. I feel like with most couples that have been on the show for a long time, we've seen some degree of that, whether it's like, Tamra and Eddie or mm-hmm. Melissa and Joe kind of like even if it feels a little performative that it's like oh well uh, you know of course I don't think you were cheating right. on me it's like at least they're not shutting it down right and it feels like what seeing them have the conversation even if it's a little bit like stunted like when when Angie K brought up the the rumor about Sean hooking up with men right and it was like extremely <laughs> clear that this was not the first time, the they, first right, time right, this right, conversation right. had been had. Not the greatest
2: actors but in like, the world. Oh, what do you mean there? <laughs> but we still got the conversation. <laughs> and right? we lost without Sean and right, Electra. Right. Lost. And yeah, it's it's unfortunately for Robin put herself in this position of like potentially having being the star of the season and having it all be all about her mm-hmm. to a point where it seems like her job is kind of on the like it could go either way for her. Right, I think. Also- but then it's like, does she even care? I mean, I don't know. You're making six figures on a housewife show. Like, do you want to like not have that coming into your house? I don't it's know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, I don't know. I, I She had she had the deck of cards, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And um, I, I really think Juan did her dirty. In totally. multiple ways, <laughs> yeah.
0: Before we wrap up, I, yeah. I just want to get like a quick pulse check on Beverly Hills because it yeah. came back from its. It was off for a week over the holidays. Came back last week. We we got the Denise and Erica confrontation part two that felt like we had already seen it mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. I, how are
2: you feeling about this season? Just kind of like from a from like a bird's eye view. Yeah, I. Um, it was a weird last episode. I thought yes. because we got like a really long lunch between Garcelle and Dorit that was really off and awkward and like yes. from both sides, honestly. But um generally I'm I'm appreciating that this season is not what we expected it to be in terms of like it what I thought it was going to be all about Kyle and Mauricio mm-hmm. and and you know we weren't sure what else we were going to get. And we are getting some like moments, but none of them are sort of like sustaining themselves. It's sort of like yeah. we had like a Kyle and Sutton thing that will probably continue here and there, but it's not like the central thing of the season. It was erica and denise for an episode or two mm-hmm. it was you know we're kind of getting like grab bag of things yeah and i'm curious if it co- if it will all come together in the second mm-hmm. half of this season i don't dislike it it's just not what i expected and it's a little unusual
0: grab bag is a great way of putting it i was thinking it feels like they are trying a lot of different things which i can and do appreciate yes. but that there isn't a lot of the the quality threshold is not that high that there's right. it doesn't feel like they had a lot of great stuff to pull from so they're kind of giving us everything yeah and you know for example seeing that conversation between Kyle and Kim I thought was amazing mm-hmm. and something that we have wanted for such a long time seeing three four five scenes of Sutton on her dating journey we don't need that unnecessary and yeah I, I, it does feel like. If they had better stuff this season, they would have used that instead. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of feel like they're a little bit like getting to the bottom of the grab bag. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. And I,
2: and I, you know, Beverly Hills has historically been kind of like a, at least in recent years, past like four or five years, it's been like a single issue. That's so true. It's been a single issue show, right? It's like every season is like about something. It's, it's about Erica. It's, it's Aspen, about Denise. Erica. It's about, yeah, yeah. It's about Denise and Brandy. It's about Puppygate. It's about. All the, it's like it's a one issue thing almost every year. Yeah. And it, that's maybe why it feels so. That's a good point. You that know? that it, it almost feels
0: like there's too many different storylines happening, which right. it feels like that's not something we would complain about on almost any other show. But with Beverly Hills,
2: it feels like we're used to kind of having a Coalescing little bit more of like a, yeah. an arc. Yeah. And I wonder I mean, obviously, the obvious answer for that this season would have been Kyle and Mauricio and Morgan. Yeah. And I just wonder. Why it's not that you know? Yeah,
0: I do think so. The the official when they announced their separation was at the end of filming.
2: Yeah, or I think well they after picked the cameras of, back up right right? after the end yeah. of filming.
0: So it's almost it can't like,
2: all be about that,
0: right? Like I'm I'm thinking like okay, so do we get a whole episode at the end of the season that's that, or is that five minutes at the end of the finale? I know, and if if the latter is the case then do they acknowledge that they're separated prior to that on the show cuz you know they announced they
2: were separated over the summer but like they weren't saying like we separated yesterday right and it's also still been this sort of weird thing since then in the past 6 or 7 months since right. then of like you know there have been little things here and there that feel like updates but ultimately we're kind of stagnant we're, well, still, even, we're still, we'll still separate but not getting divorced. Even, yeah, even on this,
0: this episode when, um, when Kim was like, I assume you're not bringing Mauricio to this wedding. It's like, wh- why, do yeah, why do you assume that? Why do you assume that?
2: Exactly. And yeah. And, and I actually think that like, in some ways, Sutton kind of dropped the ball at that dinner party in mm-hmm. terms of like when she was questioning her about it because she, and I understand why, because it's a really, uh, tough thing to ask about in like a respectful way especially with like the Morgan of it all kind Mm -hmm. of folded in and like but she couldn't be specific enough and she was very vague when she was like what's going on with your marriage what's going on with your marriage is there something you want to tell us and Garcelle had to step in and be like it's the ring and like that's actually kind of besides I mean that was an element of it but like that was sort of there are other sort of more pertinent questions going right, on. Because than then, like it the became, then it became it yeah. became a whole thing about the ring. Exactly. And, and that who's was buying the wrong my issue.
0: Jewelry, and it's like, nobody gives
2: a fuck who's buying Exactly, your jewelry. and That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. it, right. So that to me was like sort of a moment of uh, an inflection point of like, we tried to get it to be about Kyle and Maricero, yeah. but it, it was kind of like a, you know, she had her answer for that question about the ring. And like, where else do we go from there?
0: I wonder if Sutton is a little bit reticent to be kind of like, the Nancy Drew of the group after going through that with Erica for so long because I do think as much as that is kind of a big part of why Sutton became such a big player on Mm -hmm. the show, I think she really likes that she and Erica are mostly
2: good now. Mm -hmm. Because I think she's really intimidated by her.
0: Right. And like, aside from the the Vegas elevator (laughs) stunt that Erica pulled, (laughs) it does feel like Sutton likes being on... Good terms with Erica,
2: and that they she thinks they are like fun friends. I think Garcelle does too. Yeah, Gar, that, right. That, like that, Garce- little, that little girl's night they had was really fun to watch. genuinely. That was fun. I loved that dynamic.
0: And like I, I feel like Sutton maybe sees the writing on the wall a little bit of how Kyle is like the star of the show in a lot of ways, and that she's like.
2: Yeah, I don't want to do that for a whole nother season. Right. And they, and ultimately like, I do think that there's an element of their off-camera relationship that we never have really gotten to see. Like, I think that there's a reason why they fight like sisters because they go from being really close to like fighting at, kind of at each yeah. other's throats. And, um, you know, I think that she's, I, I think in Kyle's mind, she kind of did cross a line this year, but mm-hmm. I think Sutton doesn't, regrets crossing that line probably in some ways. Because right. she, it's a, it's a genuine friendship of hers that she probably wants to protect to some, to some capacity.
0: She just loves her some cop. <laughs> that call. was a good impression. I like that impression.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Gibson, this has been such a pleasure. So fun. Thank you for being Always here. Always so fun.
0: Tell everyone uh where they can follow you and yes. listen to your show.
2: So I have a podcast, gabbing with Gibb, um, interviews on Tuesdays and sort of Bravo or pop culture discussions on Fridays. Dylan's been on. We last time he was so or when he was on, we did a uh, biggest winners and losers of the year last month. Um but, but yeah, yeah, that feels like it was doesn't six that feel months so long ago. ago? I know. Truly. <laughs> uh, December is a six-month month, you wow. know? Um, yeah, so Gabby with Gibb, Tuesdays and Fridays. And you can follow me at gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A, uh, on all social platforms.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Gibson. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool.
2: Betches.